of this down here. Good morning, Good morning. Mountain Blue. So good to see. This is what we look like without our masks. Okay, I imagine myself on this side. So there we go. There we go. All right. Well, it's been a long time coming, hasn't it? For you guys and for us, and we are glad to be in the Yakima Valley. Um, a little bit, here's our contact information. Take a picture of it, enter it into your phone. Those are our personal cell phone numbers. Um, so you can call us directly. Those are our email addresses, uh, abe at mountainview.fm or deb at mountainview.fm. Uh, and so those are email addresses. If you want to connect with us, um, put it in your contacts is that we'll start sending out emails with those email addresses uh, just to make sure it doesn't go to your spam folder. Um, and we, we want to get to know you guys. We want you to get to know us. Um, this morning isn't for that. Later tonight, uh, we're going to share our love story and how we met. Uh, so if you want to know that, you have to come to the society meeting uh, later tonight at 6 o'clock, uh, but for today, we're going to jump right into Judges chapter 6 and 7, so if you'll open your Bibles, um, I forgot to make slides with all the verses, so you just got to use your good old-fashioned either paper flippy Bible or your app, just map it and look for Judges chapter 6. <coughs> David read this morning uh, the beginning of chapter 6. And uh, I don't know what your normal scripture reading is like. It may be like encouraging and uplifting, a psalm or something like that. And this was like, the Midianites are coming and they're going to ruin everything. And I just wanted it to sit there. Like, that's what Israel was facing. With the Midianites coming and taking over their land. And they're like feeling helpless. And finally they cried out to the Lord. And the Lord answered then. So, Dad, no, it's me first, sorry. <laughs> I want you to, uh, as you have your thumb or your finger uh, on the Bible, um, did you, we just recently um, moved to a new house. And maybe you did recently, I know Suzanne and their family recently moved to a new house. Anybody else recently, like in the last five years, moved to a new house recently? See, many of you have done that. And then those of you that haven't, you remember moving into the house that you moved into. Very few of you probably were born into the house that you that you currently live in. And so we all have been to new houses. Deborah and I were commenting, we've been married 22 years. This is our 10th move in 22 years, which I think is higher uh, average than most people. Uh, but we've had to move a lot. And if you think back to the time that you had to move, um, you maybe you are sitting in your old house packing up all your belongings all your treasures and your furniture and you're trying to imagine what does it look like what's it going to look like in that new house where am i going to put this couch where am i going to put this this nightstand and where what do i want to paint the walls do i want it to look different do we need to get a new dining table do we what do we how is all of our stuff going to fit the kitchen is the hardest. Like all of your pots and pans and everything was in one place and you were used to it. And now you're in a new kitchen and you've got to imagine what is my stuff going to look like in this place. Or maybe you've done a complete remodel. Some of you have remodeled bathrooms, remodeled your living room. Uh, I know John and Jody Jay recently like put hardwood floors in their, in their house. Like there's, you, we've all had that opportunity 
to imagine what's this new thing going to look like. I know it looks like this right now, but there's something new. And, and when we do that, we get a glimpse. We have to have a vision of like what we want it to look like. And then we go through the actions of making that, that vision become reality. Right? And so we have the opportunity this time. We've been married 22 years. All of our furniture we bought like three houses ago. And uh, we're like, none of this. This is like 10 years old. Like our kids were little. They beat it up. Our cats have scratched all over the couches. Like it's time to get rid of all this stuff. And we acquired stuff from different places. We're just going to get rid of, we got rid of about 90% of our furniture, went to Ikea, spent about $7,000, and got all brand new furniture. It was glorious. <laughs> but as you're going through Ikea, we're thinking of this house that we moved into, and we're like, what's going to fit where? And what do we want the whole room to look like? And we had to have a vision for what our house was going to become. Don't come over just yet, because it looks horrible. There's boxes everywhere, and there's some furniture assembled, but not all of it's assembled. Uh, but we're, it's going to get there. The vision that we had in our mind is going to become a reality. And that's what we want to do for the next month. Deborah and I want to share the vision of what the mountain view God sees. What does God see for the future of Mountain View? And in talking with your board, um, I, we have gotten a resounding um, like approval of like, yes, this is, we are ready for change. We are ready for something new, for what God is about to do. Like, we're getting new pastors. We're kind of almost coming out of COVID. Like, it's just been a long season where we had, didn't have pastors. Like, we've kind of, all the programs have kind of stopped except for Sunday morning. Like, we don't, we don't have a bunch of things that we got to change and shift and stop. Or, like, it's just, we're a blank slate is basically what your board has said. And so we want to, we've been praying We've been seeking God, and we hope, at least with some chalk, we're going to like color in a picture of the mountain view that God sees, and then together, we're going to make that vision a reality. All right? Okay, Judges chapter 6, if you'll open, uh, starting with verse 11, and I am reading out of the New Living Translation, and then later we'll be reading out of other translations. So whatever translation you got. Yes, ma'am? Do you give us what verses of what chapter you're in? Yes, we're in Judges chapter 6. Verses, the first is verses 11 to 14. This is the story, story of Gideon. For those of you familiar with the Bible, uh, if you're not familiar with the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, do the right thing, Deuteronomy, and then Joshua, and then Judges. So, um, or if you're on your app, just tap Judges. Jesus, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your word. We pray that your words would speak to us today, here, and now. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Then the angel of the Lord came and sat beneath the great tree at Ophrah, which belonged to Joash and the clan of Abiezer. 
Gideon, the son of Joash, was threshing wheat at the bottom of a winepress to hide the grain from the Midianites. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Mighty hero, or your version may say, Mighty warrior, the Lord is with you. Sir, Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Have you ever felt that way? If the Lord is with me, then why in the world is all this stuff happening? And I know, I've heard some of the stories. I haven't heard all of your stories, but I've been in church long enough that I've heard stories. And not only just of life that happens, you know, a basement gets flooded, or your car breaks down, but like real harmful things, where you are put to shame, where you're ridiculed, where you're talked about behind your back. And you may be saying, Lord, if you're with me, why is all of this stuff happening? And that's how Gideon felt. And where are all the miracles our ancestors told us about? Didn't they say the Lord brought us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I am sending you. You see, <clears throat> in the first slide, God sees our potential. When he said to Gideon, the Lord, mighty hero, the Lord is with you, he sees our potential. That's not where Gideon was. He was down at the bottom of a wine press, trying to thresh the wheat. But the angel of the Lord said, mighty hero. And God knows his power. Next slide, see a little bit of it. There we go. God sees our potential, but he also knows his power. He sees the reality of where we're at. He sees the reality of where you are. He sees the reality of where Mountain View is right now. Not what it used to be. And as great of stories as those are, as great of miracles as God has done here, and in the hundred plus years that Mountain View has been in existence, or North Yakima First Free Methodist, whatever it used to be called, God has done great things. He has used this church to bring people to Him, to draw them closer to Him. Uh, he sent out missionaries. He sent out Bible students. He sent out mothers and fathers who are raising their children in church, who are raising their grandchildren. God has used this church. And yet, some of you may be feeling we, we aren't what we were. But God sees that. But he also sees your potential, and he says, Mountain View, you are mighty heroes. Okay, we're going to introduce something to you right now. Imagine there's a button right here in the center, and when either Deborah or I, like, tap or hit, or even just get our hand really close to this button, that's when you can verbally say out loud, Amen! Oh, yes! Lord, let it be done! Come on, brother! Come on, sister, whatever you want to say, let's pretend like we're that kind of church, okay? You don't have to be it for real, but just pretend. 
God sees that you are mighty warriors. Amen. All right. See, that wasn't so bad. Let's just, we'll test it out. God sees your potential, and he knows his power. See, he knew he was down in the threshing, down threshing weed, down in the bottom of the wine press. But he also said, go with the strength you have. You don't have to try to become somebody else. You don't have to train for 10 months, and then it's time to go. God said, go with the strength you have. Why? Because I am sending you. All right, look at that. We didn't even have to press the button. Because I am sending you, says the Lord. God is with you. God is for you. God wants his best for this church. And for each and every one of you individually. Hallelujah. Yes. You see, that's the mountain view God sees. You may have been in a place where you felt like, you know what, over the last 10 years, church attendance has declined, and then COVID hit, and then we were without a pastor, and all these great people are gone. But what, what you know, there's all these other churches around with great programs and great youth ministries and children's ministries. You know what, Mountain View? Over half of Yakima doesn't go to any of those churches. So those things aren't attracting people. So we have to figure out, in this day and age, how do we make Jesus so irresistible that they decide to join with us to become more like Jesus? Oh, All right. All right, Pastor Deb. All right. Good morning. It's my turn. All right, I'm really excited. Okay, so excited. We are going to flip over now to Judges chapter 7. All together now. And we're going to be looking at Judges 7 verses 2 and 3, okay? We're just going to just skip over Gideon's doubt and his fleeces and all that stuff. And we're going to get to the part where he built his army. All right. The Lord said to Gideon, this is verse 2. Oh, read it for you. Chapter 7, verse 2 and 3. The Lord said to Gideon, Your army is too big. I can't let you win with this many soldiers. The Israelites would think that they had won the battle all by themselves, and that I didn't have anything to do with it. So call your troops together and tell them that anyone who is really afraid can leave. Mount Gilead, oh, they can leave Mount Gilead and go home. 22,000 men returned home, leaving Gideon with only 10,000 soldiers. All right, uh, let's jump to verse 6 and 7 now. Uh, 300, okay, so then, all right, so Gideon had a whole bunch of guys. Then his numbers went down. And then in verse 6 and 7, God's going to whittle this army down a little bit more. In 6 and 7 of chapter 7, it says 300 men. So they're thirsty. They're all so thirsty. And Gideon brought him to some water. And he's like, all right, guys, go drink your water. All right, well, 300 men scooped up water in their hands and lapped it. And the rest knelt down to get a drink. Like they just 
knees to the ground, face in the water. They needed to get refreshed and nap. And the Lord said, Gideon, your army will be made up of everyone who lapped the water in their hands. Send the others home. I'm going to rescue Israel by helping you and your army of 300 defeat the Midianites. I love this part. I love this part so much. Um, just a side note. A couple months ago, we were in Yakima looking for a house to live in, and um, the house we were looking at was Suzanne's place, and it was 611 South 27th Avenue, and I love addresses because they remind me of addresses in the Bible, right? So, like, I just went to Judges 611 through 27 and read the whole thing and read the story of Gideon again. I just got fired up again about being mighty word. I read your address 7105 and I went to Psalm 7105 and it talks about oh David just says Lord you've been with me from my childhood. It's so great. And anyways, anyways, just driving around back in my look at all the addresses. I'm like that's in the Bible. That's a great verse. That's a great verse. Okay. So this part where um, God says alright um we need to, we're, we're not, we're not going to have a huge army because then you would get proud and think that you, um, you won this victory by yourself. So we're going to, we don't want pride in our army. And next, we don't want fear in the army. If you're afraid, get out, right? So a whole bunch, 10,000, 20,000 people went home because they were afraid. And then, and then... Okay, 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 we have a, we have a, a line filling. God knows our weaknesses. Thanks, Pastor Ray. All right, and then when you look at the way that the soldiers were all drinking water, some went face first, like they, all they cared about was satisfying their thirst. They forgot they were on a mission. They forgot that they were a team. They were forgot that there could be an enemy lurking around. And they, um... Yeah, so they just went face first, and, and uh, yeah, there's so much to unpack here, but we just want to say today, God knows our weaknesses. Um, as a, the first time I was reading about the fear, right, and God sent, said, if you have fear, get out of here. I was like, oh, sometimes I'm afraid. Do I need to get out of God's army or whatever? And he's like, no. The enemy is fear, right? So kick fear out, and you get to stay, right? So like this morning, all right. So this morning I was in the bathroom. I was having a little bit of anxiety because this is my first day here, and um, I wasn't sure people would like me. I wasn't like worried about that. <laughs> um, but like, like I don't know. I didn't know what everybody was gonna think, right? And so, but sometimes if I get these thoughts in my head, I'm like. I'm like, if that was the devil, the devil wasn't sure he should come today. And I was like, you're right. Nobody wants you, devil. You are not invited. I am invited. And so I was like, all right, we're going to kick out pride. We're kicking out fear. We're kicking out selfishness. This bathroom, we welcome the Holy Spirit in this bathroom so much that there's no room for any attacks of the enemy, right? We don't even want him in church today. So anyways. So, yeah, so we kick out fear, but people can stay, right? We want the soldiers. All right, so, yes. 
So God knows our weaknesses. He knows where we have pride, where we have fear, where we have selfishness. And he's like, let's clean that out. I'm going to make you into an awesome army. All right. So this slide, if we just review the three weaknesses that we have uh, from this passage are pride. They didn't want the army too big or else they would think they did it all on their own. Uh, fear. He said, if you're afraid, just go home. Just get out of here. We don't need scaredy cats. And then selfishness. If, the, if you forget that you're on mission for God, if you just lap down on the ground and you're like, I want all the water for me and all this goodness just for me. I don't care about anybody else. I just want it for me. God says, we don't need you here either. We want those who remember that you're on a mission and remember that you've got a task. You can still drink water. There's still enough blessing for all of us. But remember the one who you serve. All right, we're going to keep going. Judges chapter 7, verses 16 through 18. Gideon said, When we get to the enemy camp, spread out and surround it. Then wait for me to blow a signal on my trumpet. As soon as you hear it, blow your trumpets and shout. See, that's always fun. Fight for the Lord. Fight for Gideon. So, do you remember from the, from the other passages, how many people left when they were afraid? 22,000. <coughs> and how many left when... Uh, so that left Gideon, it says up in verse 3, that left Gideon with only 10,000. And then the ones that drank with and lapped it with their, their hands... And the ones who now, how many were dispersed then? If yeah, if he was left with ten thousand before, they're down to three hundred, like nine thousand seven hundred left. So they were like at thirty thousand people, and now they're down to like three hundred. That's like almost one percent. Gideon divided his little army, and right now he's like. Remember, God, we were saying how awful the Midianites were, and they're taking over everything, and like destroying our crops, and taking our children and our women, and like, you want me to fight with 300 people? Like, these aren't even trained army. Gideon divided up his little army into three groups of men, and he gave each soldier a trumpet and a large clay jar with a burning torch inside. And at this point, Gideon's like, God. You know, I, I know we skipped over the fleeces, but we did all the fleeces, and we know that you're speaking to us. But really, like, why not give us some AK-47s, or like some hand grenades, or maybe a cannon or two, like torches and trumpets? Like, I don't get it, God. Though, like, maybe we can set their camp on fire, and maybe we can like break the jars on top of somebody's head, and they'll be stunned for like five seconds. But, like, these aren't even weapons of warfare. What are you doing, God? You see, God's plans don't always make sense. God's plans don't always make sense. It doesn't make sense 
Wide Mountain View was without a pastor for, what, eight months or so? That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that the whole world got shut down in COVID and we had to reimagine what church looks like. It doesn't make sense that you almost got a pastor at the end of the year and then last minute they said no. It doesn't make sense that we left the pastorate that we were at in Seattle after only a year and four months to come here. And it doesn't make sense. And the thing is, there's gonna be more things that don't make sense. You see, Mountain View, you're not the only church who has seen a decline in attendance. And not just because of COVID. There's the, the church statistics nationwide are that all churches in the last 20 to 30 years have declined. While mega churches have increased, but they haven't increased by the same amount of, that the other churches have declined. So overall, the Church of Jesus has declined. And we have to figure out why. Why is that? Because if we keep doing the things that we've always done, then we'll keep getting the results that we've always gotten. And we don't like those results. And we'll get more into this as the weeks and the months and the years go on of like, what has changed in our world? Don't people still need Jesus? Don't people still have a desire to be part of community and, and have someone to call when they need a cup of sugar? Or like, to call someone when your, your child is going to the hospital and like you need a shoulder to cry on? Like, don't people still need a power that's higher than them to liberate them? Of course they do. So then why has the gospel of Jesus not been attractive enough? Why? And there's many reasons to that, and we'll unpack them as we go along. But I would just want you to know you're not alone. And the things that we do in the future at Mountain View may not make sense to the way we've always done things. Or to the way that Gideon was looking at his army and was like, this doesn't make sense at all. Like, this is not how anyone goes to war. And yet they did something completely different because they knew that God and Jehovah was telling them to do it. And that's when they saw the God-sized miracles. So, you guys are here at the beginning of it. You know what? I forgot to do something. Before you get into your summary, we have to take a something. <laughs> so. Not just us. We don't think you guys are going to be in the picture. Like a first Sunday summer. <laughs> All right, Facebook camera. Oh, you guys got to smile, too. All right, Deb, come on up here so we can get everybody in. And... Farther so we can get everybody. I don't even know who's got everybody now. Ready? One, two, three, say cheese. We'll do one over here. One, two, three. And one over here. One, two, three. All right. Okay. Sorry. That doesn't make sense to take a selfie in the middle of church. What's that all about? Okay, well, we 
I just wanted to say we are so excited to be here. We did not expect to be here in Mountain View in 2021, right? And maybe none of you expected to be here in Mountain View Christian Fellowship in 2021 either. But I just want you to know that we are all right on time. There's not a one of us that is an accident, whether you were born in 90, 80, 70, 60, 50, 40, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, two years ago, one year ago. You are right on time for God's plan for right now, right? Um, I think of Ezekiel in the Valley of Dry Bones. You may feel like dry bones just laying around, and God says, now is the time to reach out, time to connect, and just, just connect the older generations to the younger generations, and everyone in between is time to connect and watch God put skin back on his body and make a place. And make a place for his spirit to breathe in again. We are believing for revival in our own hearts, in our community here, and in, in the greater Yakima area, area, and then to the uttermost parts of the earth. We are excited to see what God is going to do. We believe his spirit is alive. And we just want to welcome him to, to fill us until there's no room for any pride fear or selfishness we only want to be full of him we want to less of us and more of him we want to see jesus um just be magnified and worship he's so worthy and we will worship him and we want to invite everyone around us to worship him because he is worthy of our praise and every single thinking person's praise so much worthy So as the team begins to play, we want, over the next month, to share with you a picture of the mountain view that God sees. Because we believe that God sees a mountain view church that is victorious, that is full of people that are unafraid, that have kicked fear out, that are on mission for Jesus, and are saying, God, not my will, but your will be done. And who will together remember who really deserves the glory. It's not all about us. We are so thankful for your generosity, for your coming over and painting and putting together furniture and welcoming us here. And we've, we've sent some excitement with you guys anticipating our arrival. But Deborah and I are not Jesus. Oh, amen. We are not your saviors. We look to Jesus Christ, the one who died on the cross for the redemption of our sins, for the salvation of the world, and who still sits on the throne, victorious, almighty, and still able to change and transform lives. And that's the mountain view that God sees, a people, a community that will gather together and say, we believe in a God who still does miracles. That's the God that we serve. So as we reflect today, are you in a, in a position now where you feel defeated and need to accept God's words over you? That's he says, mighty hero, mighty warrior, 
That's who God is speaking over you. Or maybe you need to kick out pride or fear or selfishness and say, God, I hand it all over to you. Not my will, but your will be done. This is the time. Just lay it at the altar and say, God, I am getting out of the way. Do in me and through me what you want to be done. Or are you, thirdly, ready to trust Jesus even if things don't make sense? Even if things get changed and turned around and our first Sunday here, we don't have communion in the middle of the service, that doesn't make sense. We're going to have it during lunch. But are you willing to say, God, I'm trusting you. Whatever you say, that's what we're going to do. The team's going to lead us. If you would like prayer, you're welcome to kneel where you are, to come forward here. We would love to pray with you. Um, and then they'll sing a closing song before we're dismissed. And if you would like to pray or come up an altar.